Hello, how is everyone today? It's a wonderful Sunday for me and the sun is setting. And we're asking the question today, what is the link between words, consciousness, eugenics, and covert identity 2019? Hello. We're going to start with the beginning of the use of words because it shows a lot of basic communication of what is most important in the fundamentals of living the best life possible. Words. In simpler times, before today's modern times, traveling and identifying everything was not as important as living the best life possible. People stayed home and within their community. Neighboring communities were in their region, but most stayed within their region. We get our modern language in the sounds from the Greeks who developed most of their knowledge in Egyptian schools. The man's desire to identify and parse everything and claim everything led to the increase in words, their sounds, their multiple contextual meanings. The Greeks also developed something called deductive reasoning as a method to create identifiers for all different things in all different categories. However, they had to go past proven things. Deductive reasoning made theories, hypotheticals, and fantasies socially acceptable back then in Greek times. Deductive reasoning made theories and hypotheticals and fantasy a means to an end. Nowadays, we have scientists creating new theories based on previous theories and all different people using words and sounds with each of us molding our own fantasy or a picture and emotions to match with those words. Partly because there are so many definitions for our words and partly because the sounds of the words overlap and partly because it is socially acceptable for us to use deductive reasoning whenever we want to figure something out. It is much faster sometimes. Regardless if it is a word, a sound, a group of words, a scientific theory, a psychology theory, or an educator's proclamation, we see deductive reasoning running rampant while we skip past the work of proving things. We now are left with following our peers, educators, psychologists, scientists. They tell us what it all means, and we lazily go along. However, within these three institutions, we see a hubris that leads most of the representatives to use their own language that only each other in their clubs understand, then turn to us and accuse us as being laymen. Apparently we need better role models. Literally this word issue has turned into two things becoming socially acceptable, deductive reasoning, fantasy, and eugenics, which is selective death. Eugenics in a society can never be accepted if the entire group thinks they are being labeled 
as inferior. However, if the entire group believes only a small fraction of its members are superior, the elites, then the group will accept eugenics as a way of life to be accepted. This would not and cannot happen unless the elites and their partners, the educators, the psychologists, and the scientists must, for the most part, go along with this agenda and present themselves as elite or better than you and I, much better. This way of thinking of them feeling they're so much better than you and I is accomplished through cult mentality training. Through this undergoing of cult mentality training, our brothers and sisters in these institutions have allowed themselves into small groups and places they work at and where they earn their living. And through their understanding and use of their own language within there, they become club members or on the streets, us laymen would call them gang members. It's all on how you treat others, believe me, what your label is. Now, some within these institutions are somewhat innocent and some are very aware of their position and deployment of these tactics. And many find themselves in their minds landed somewhere in between. However, in these three institutions, we see a hubris that leads most to use their own language. And they expect to look down upon you when you give your wrinkled face and do not understand the gibberish that they're speaking. We have allowed our brothers and sisters, the educators and the psychologists to handle the work that we should be doing ourselves. Each of us leaves home every morning on our way out to gather something. We gather experiences, things, relationships. We come home later to gather ourselves and the ones we love who live there with us. Going out is fun and exciting, but when things get too complicated, we always return home where things are simpler and many previous experiences have been established. When we go out, there are unknowns and we may find areas and people who disagree with us. This appears to us as complexity. We believe it facilitates our super condensity that humankind finds ourselves in after many ages of humankind here on earth. Being dense like this and being led around like little nuggets is somehow protecting the valuable information that we have been collecting apparently for many millennia. This is one of the earth human models that we have looked at that explains a lot. And we will digress into another blog 
on that subject. Back to the challenge at hand. Some of us embrace the challenge and attempt to solve the argument riddle. Others go straight home. We were talking about going out and finding complexity in people that disagree with us. So some of us go ahead and embrace all that and others of us turn around and go home. And some of us just land somewhere in the middle. Some of us adapt to disagreements and we coexist with people who disagree with us. All of this complexity can be linked to deductive reasoning and wordplay. For what purpose do we all individually and in our small groups interpret these words, their sounds and meanings in our own different ways within ourselves and our groups? It's like we all are in our own private little clubs. How are we going to communicate? Naturally, this will cause some confusion when we try to speak to each other and listen to each other. The way around that is by returning home where things are simpler and we have a lot of fundamental agreements. We can also do this within our mind and within our heart, our emotionals, to simpler ideas and agreements and how we may express them. Thereby, we find agreements with others because they have a home they go to also, the same as you. Simpler ideas like, what is most important to me? What are my values? What are my principles? What am I thankful for? Who listens to me? What is my purpose? There are more, simpler ones. What project have I left undone? What project shall I start? Are my lists up to date? And so on. These little restarts will help you. And the most important start is recognizing that words are very confusing because we allow it to be so. We can do the work to break the words down, the sounds, and how they hurt or help us and other people. We do not have to be lazy. Each of us can untie from the false emotional attachment to words and realize they are symbols and sounds. We make conscious decisions on the importance of a word and that we attach value or importance to them is the issue. We make conscious decisions on how important a word is. We decide if a word should allow us to be enraged or disappointed or overjoyed or some other irrational emotion. The word itself does not have the power. Only our mind can allow us to become emotional when we see or hear a word. A word is powerless without your assistance. There is mega information available today on the history of the sounds we make, the words, the symbols, where they came from, what they meant, the words we use, the phrases we use, the colors attached to shapes and sounds, and much, much more. Learn the importance of understanding and how to choose which words to say and which ones 
to lend your ear to. Relating to our consciousness where our ideas, thoughts, and feelings come from, ultimately, this is where things are born. What is consciousness? I have always felt the two sides of a coin we all present, outreaching and exploring, mixed with instinctive and intuitive. One goes away and one stays home. The push and pull inside our consciousness. There's a third part that seems to be the medium or where our thoughts and memories are, the group mind or cloud that we all seem to share across many levels of engagement. The fourth element would be the one who designed and maintained it all. To me, that describes consciousness. 